Oh my God, he actually caught me laughing. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Cozy Up and Pay Attention, the parent edition. My name is Cozy Stone. And what we do here every week is we showcase parents who are producing responsible adults. And if you would inhale and please exhale, we'll be right back with my guest for today. Cozy Stone is a multi-talented comedian extraordinaire who has a real lust for life. She also combines humor and motivation, where she is known as a humorvational speaker. Her youthful ways and positive light make her a beacon for those of all ages. Cozy has lived a remarkable life that has paved the way for so many. She had the longest-running open mic venue of 11 years at Tommy Rockers in Vegas, called Cozy's Comedy Corner, through which she introduced many up-and-coming comedians. Before going into comedy, she was one of the first female personal trainers and one of the top fitness trainers in the world. She has trained many greats, such as Billie Jean King, Roberta Flack, Andrew Young, Ed Bradley, CCH Pounder, Al Pacino, and Earl Monroe. As a former competitive bodybuilder, she also owned a bodybuilding gym for women over 40 in Los Angeles for several years. She has worked in top positions for HBO, Playboy, and Tony Robbins. She also enjoys volunteer work, dedicating time to the New York Foundling Hospital and Babies with AIDS. Cozy Stone has a message that shouldn't be missed. Where is the pretty lady? Please welcome to our show today, Christy Bobo. How are you today, Miss Bobo? I am fabulous, Miss Cozy. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. And I learned a few things about you just then, so that's great. Oh, all right. Well, I cry every time I watch that video, so <laughs> it's okay. It. it is okay. Before we get started, I'd like to tell my audience something that they already know. Parenting does not come with a manual on best practices of how to, reach, how to uh, raise a child. The perfect parent does not exist. Most importantly, this show is not at all about parent shaming. Um, if some of you, hopefully what you'll take from this show are some things that you're doing that aren't working or some things that you'd like to apply that may get you the results that you're, that you're looking for from your child or from your parenting experience. So again, what we do, if you've, been, if you've watched this before, we ask our guests something about her background and then we get into questions that she's chosen That'll tell us much about much more about. I did a strawberry about her about her parenting. I try to stay serious, by the way. Okay. Okay. So, okay. All right. So the first question is, where, what part of the country were your parents from, and how old were they when you were conceived? So my background is I am a Southern Peach, Georgia Peach by heart. Um, both of my parents were born and raised in Georgia for generations, generations. Um, I think my mom was roughly about 25 when she had me and my dad about 29. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So we had the mature, mature parents. So did you lose your accent or did you never have it? Your I definitely have it. And depending on who I'm around is when it comes out. So it comes and goes depending on who I'm talking to. I can see you being a peach, but I don't see, I, don't, I never hear the draw, so I wouldn't have put that together. But a peach you are, but we'll move on from there. Now, and where were you 
born? Oh, Georgia. You were born in Georgia as I well? I was born in Georgia as well, yes. So um, my grandmother, my mom, myself, we all went to the same high school. So we literally grew up in this small town in Georgia. That's now a huge town, but at the time was a very small town. So I grew up And what's it called? Uh, Roswell, Georgia. Okay. I think I've heard of Roswell. Mm-hmm. So it's north of Atlanta. Okay. That's why. Now, how old were you when you had your first child? My first, I was 21. And when you met your, the, how long did you know your partner before you both decided that you wanted to have children with each other? So let's see, we met, we dated for about two years, then we got married, and then we had her about two years later. So about four years, I guess. Okay. Christy, I'd like to ask my, especially female, both guests, male and female guests. So when you met this person, you may not initially thought, or did you? This would be the person I'd like to have children with. Did, was that, did that fall into place? No, because I had no intention of getting married or having children. <laughs> when my, you know, when you're a kid and you're a teenager and you're like, this is what I want to do with my life. I wanted to be a career woman. Neither of those came into play um, until I met my husband. And I'm like, mm, I could do that. You know, so I really didn't think about the children part of it either until he's like, yeah, we should have kids. And I'm like, all right, that sounds good. Why not? Oh, it was his suggestion. It was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And were you already married when this conversation came about? Yes. So you had you had planned pregnancies. We did, yes. Okay. All right. So he persuaded you to uh go in his direction. Was it his beauty, his brawn, or his brains? What one of his qualities did you see in this man that not only did you want to be a life partner with him, but you wanted to have children? Ooh, that's a good question. He is actually probably, I mean, he's, first of all, he's my best friend. So we love to just hang out together. I mean, he's so funny. He's hysterical. He's really smart, but he won't let you know that. So it probably was not that that attracted me. Um, he was super cute. You know, I had all of these big qualifications when I'm like, okay, I'll marry this guy. You know, has to be taller than me, wear a suit to work and wear a nice watch. Those were my three qualifications. Probably should have had a few more looking back, but it's worked out so far. <laughs> Okay, but those are external qualities. Right. What were some qualities? And and maybe I'm trying, I think I'm finding out I'm one of the few people that think on the inside out instead of the outside in. (laughs) (laughs) So you did just say something major. You said he was very smart. When you're having children, women are having children. Is this not some of the things that you think about? I don't want, obviously, you did not want a man who didn't meet, who wasn't uneducated, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, who had who had uh, who's raised well? Mm-hmm. Was he was he like yourself raised with both of his parents? Yes. Um, he had two of the most amazing parents in the world who became my in-laws and were absolutely like his mom is like the perfect mom and grandmother. So if you say there's not a perfect parent, she was as close as you could get. Good. So you get this news, you have this um well-tailored man, if you will. Right. You, you, you go to the doctor. You get. Did you do a pregnancy test or did you find out from the doctor? Uh, well, we actually got pregnant. We decided that we were going to have kids. And so I said, well, knowing me, because I'm that 1%, it'll take me forever to get pregnant. Um, okay. It took me 24 hours. I woke up the next morning, throwing up, morning sickness, the whole nine yards. So I like almost immediately knew. I did like the home pregnancy test. But yeah, we almost immediately knew. Um, and, and even with that... Again, it's planned, you're adults, mm-hmm. you're ready, you're able, you're willing. 
is was there a moment where fear or fantasy kicked in? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, because we actually, I'll tell you a little bit, we got pregnant with that baby. Um, and then a few months later, we actually lost that baby. So that was when I think the fear came in when I was pregnant with my daughter, because she was our second pregnancy was I had that fear of what if, you know, what if we lose this one? So I think that would probably be the fear factor that came in for me for that. And when, and when I asked that question, that's a question in, oh my God, this is real. Mm -hmm. And all of what, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. that's what the show is about right. for those who either just became a parent, maybe thinking of being a parent, not realizing they're going to be a parent. Mm -hmm. These are the real things that goes on through your head that you may not readily think about. And the fantasy part is there are a lot of probably more young girls than not, maybe some older ones, that they just think about, I'm going to have this little baby. I'm going to go to the shower and say, ooh, ah, ooh. I don't want to go to another baby shower the rest of my life. I don't have to, ooh, ah, ooh. I'm done with ooh, ah, ooh. Right? <laughs> but in the companies, the idea of giving birth to this little, this little person. So it's, that's, that's why I asked, was it fear or, or fantasies? I think it was more like I didn't know. And I'm one of those where I was so busy at the time. I didn't really have time to think about it. I was going to school full time. I was working full time. We you know, married a short period of time. I really didn't have time to think about it other than I was like, I got to hurry up and get out of school because I can't be a mom and be in school and do all this stuff at the same time. So I really it was more like the fundamental survival than it was a fear or, you know, a fantasy of, oh, this is going to be great. I just was like, let's get through this and get ready for her to get here, you know, before she does. So I didn't really think a whole lot about that. Okay. Maybe it's just me. I would add fear and fantasy. Uh, more <laughs> fear than fantasy. So here you are. Uh, and you did say he was born in the same town, did you? Yes. Um, okay. He was in Norcross, so, you know, 10 minutes away from where I was. All right. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter if he was, if he lived next door to you his whole life. Right. You both right. came from two different households. Mm -hmm. You both had two different parenting and raisings. What were some of the same, and you you'll share, you choose this, same or different aspects of your rearing that you discussed before your child came into the world? Oh, we were supposed to go through all that? We just kind of winged it. You know, it was kind of like, <laughs> um, but we actually came up with, you know, we were very blessed in that we had both parents. So both of us had both parents our entire life. So we were very blessed in that respect. Not everybody has that blessing. Um, mm -hmm. We also were brought up in the South where everything was very much, you know, you do what you say you're going to do. It was very much, you know, a religious background as well. We're both Christians. And so we had that, you know, church upbringing as well and doing the right thing and being a good person and, and helping other people. So we those were very, very similar. Um, we had a little bit of differences in that, you know, my parents worked really hard, not that his didn't, but they worked really hard. Both of them worked, but they were also there for us as well. Um, and his mom had, you know, the joy, I guess I say that joy, he was a little terror, but <laughs> joy and pleasure of being at home with him. So she got to be kind of a stay at home mom, you know, cooking, making cookies and things like that, where mine was working at the same time. Um, so that was probably a little bit of a difference there for us. Okay. And you answered two of the other questions with that one answer. So, and you may have answered this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Can you think of, give me three things. I'll ask it again, that you considered before giving birth off the top of your head. So we're going to have this kid. We already know we're responsible. We're educated. 
I, it, what I just would imagine there are things to be considered, and I don't care who you are, where you are, color, creed, religion, or money. Can you tell me three things that you considered, good or bad, before um, giving you Okay. I think one of the main things, priorities that we had was how are we going to have this child and not have to put them in a daycare situation? That was one of our biggest concerns because I said, I'm not, I don't want to do that. My mother never did that to me. Um, and, you know, and unfortunately a lot of people don't have that luxury, but I said, what are we going to do? So we sat down and figured out he has a very stable career. What jobs could I do and still be able to take her with me or, you know, not have to leave her or we had family around. So that was a very, very key thing that we considered. Um, secondly, we considered that we wanted to raise them to be, you know, their own independent people. We didn't want to make them into what we were or who we were. We wanted them to be themselves. That was very important for both of us to, to let them be who they are. Um, and the third one, we just hoped and prayed that we did everything that we could write. And we, you know, like you said, they don't come with a manual. So it was like, mm -hmm. just do the best we can. That was kind of our goal. Well, that's wonderful because you just answered one of the questions I asked you above and it's all right. Uh, somehow my questions are pretty duplicative, but if I don't get the answer out of one, I get the answer out of the other. And again, just to summarize what, what we know about your background, uh, your parents did have you in, in childbirth. Uh, you were planned. You planned your kids. You were mature. You and your, uh, your mate decided to have a family and mm -hmm. considered everything that it took. You had a background, you had that village to help you raise. Right. You considered some of the biggies uh, of how and why you wanted and what you wanted from being a parent and from your child. These are huge uh, principles in raising and giving birth to a child. And I just want the audience to hear, uh, again, didn't matter if you did or not, but those of you who may be listening and are thinking about it, it's a big deal. It's a, would you, would you agree having a child is a big deal? You have no idea how big it is until you actually have them. And then you realize you're responsible for a whole nother person. So yeah, it's a huge deal. It is. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm trying to get a show. Uh, I want my February show to be all people like myself who do realize it, did realize it mm -hmm. and did not do it because we knew all of these answers. We looked at it. We saw it. We dissected it and said, out and out, no way, Jose. And there are, and, and I think we're to be applauded, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, I admire, uh, I yeah, admire you. Yeah. I do. I really do. We made that, we made that conscious decision. Um, and, and, and so, again, this show is about those of you who have. And so I do thank you and want to thank you throughout the show. So let's get to your first question. Um, I think you answered this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, because you chose this one. So were you prepared mentally, emotionally, and or financially to be a parent? Which one of the three? None of the above. <laughs> I mean, truly, because, and I always say this to people that are thinking about having kids or we'll do it when we do this, or we do it with this. You're never really going to be prepared, you know, and you just have to jump in, you know, yes, you can kind of, you know, have a job and have a home and a few things like that in place, you know, from the financial standpoint, but you're never quote fully prepared. Yes. I think we were like, we were married. We had a place to live. We kind of had it together. We thought we did. Um, but are you technically right? No, you're not ready um, because you don't really know what all goes into being a parent until they arrive. Um, 
And I think it was one, it was kind of funny. My husband, the first night we brought my daughter home, he stayed up all night and was staring at her. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, what do we do now? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, <laughs> so it's like they don't come with a book. You just kind of have to kind of figure it out. Um, and we had some great moms, you know, that were grandmas to support right. us and kind of give us some tips. But it was that I think that moment, that first night that we realized we really don't know what we're doing. We really don't. <laughs> See, there's the question of fear or fantasy. I need to put that in the 40 questions and take it out. Of yep. <laughs> All right, your next question is you you want me to ask you what made you and or makes you a successful parent? I think there's a couple things that and I had, you know, I've had the joy to go back and actually look at it and kind of ask my own kids, which has been great. Um, a couple mm -hmm. things that number 1, I did not give up. It didn't matter what was going on, you just cannot give up. You have to figure out what's going to work for that child, what's going to work to make them the best person. Um, and my expectations, I expect a lot. And I'm sure that my children will tell you that I expect too much sometimes, but I do. I expect a lot. My expectations were you're going to be, you know, the kid I can take to the restaurant. You're going to be the kid I can take to the movie theater. You're going to be the kid that can go anywhere and people won't even know you're there almost because you're being that well behaved. So I had very, very high expectations. Um, and I also was kind of trial and error. You know, you just have to figure out, like I said, you try something and be willing to change it. Mm -hmm. if, you know, if it doesn't work, adapt to what your kid you know, how they work and how they think and how they learn and how they react. So you just have to be willing to just kind of, you know, work with them. I like your, your the answer of what your expectations were and that you carried them forward. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe uh, uh, some of what's going on today is that parents are allowing the child to lead. And then your second answer was just as well. You still wanted them to have their own mind, their own personality. Mm -hmm. And you can work with it, but first and foremost, uh, it's your way of the highway because you, only because you know better. Right. And, and in I, terms of going to a restaurant that's keen, or going to a grocery store, going shopping, and you know sometimes you go out and see these little things laid out on the ground, and you just want to go over and wring their necks. That's that's maybe it's just me. Um, that is something to make clear mm -hmm. as an expectation. Right. So that I And again, I love everybody's answers to come on here. And I don't have to tell you this. Every answer is the right answer because it's yours. I'm just, I'm ingratiated by all of you who are coming on here and what I'm learning, uh, especially those of you who I know well and know why you're like you are. And if I met your kids, I'm sure I'd love your kids yes. just because you represent what you would create. Right. Right. Yes. All right. The next question. <laughs> Well, this is the first time. What did you learn from baby number one that you apply to baby number two? Well, the very key thing that I learned from baby number one is that baby number one and baby number two are not the same people. I you can't apply that. what you learned from one to number two. They are two completely different. Now, I had a boy and a girl, but besides that, mm -hmm. completely different people. So you have to take their personality and their style and figure all of that out. So you can't really apply one to the other. Well, yeah, but in a way, I mean, as a parent, mm -hmm. uh, let's not give them personalities quite yet. Let's talk between maybe birth and at least nine months old. Okay. You're a new parent. What did you do? And, and parents tell me this all the time. That's why I put this question in there. 
There are things they did with parent num baby number one where they maybe panicked more. Uh, like you said, he sat and watched that baby for the first night. He, did he sit and watch the second baby when it came home? No, he did not, actually. <laughs> there we go. So, yes, I will say we definitely learned that, that they will kind of survive on their own. Yeah, um, that's the kind of, that's what that question is intended for. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next question is, I like this one too. I like them all. They're my questions. Of course I like them all. Did you know your ch your children's friends? That one I picked because that was one of my absolute priorities was I was going to know everybody you were around, all of your friends, who you were hanging out with. I made sure that our house was the house that people wanted to come to because I wanted to see what was going on. And, you know, we know this even as adults, you learn now, you know, the, you are the sum of the five people you hang around. And I was very, very adamant about knowing who they were hanging out with, getting to know them, getting to know their families, what their expectations were for their parents. And all of the kids knew if they came to my house, I was going to treat you like my own kid. So you were going to be expected to behave like I expected my children to behave. So, and we only had over what almost 28 years of all their friends, I only had one incident where it was like, this is just not a good choice. You need to pick, pick somebody else. Wow. Yeah. And did you actually have, not, I know you did, when you had that conversation with them, how did they react? They knew it. It was my daughter. It was one of her friends and she knew it and she knew it was coming. Um, she's the type though, that would, you know, take in everybody and things, everybody, you know, and, and I get that and I understood mm -hmm. that and we tried, but sometimes it just, that one particular, but that was the only time. Other than that, we have, you know, they've made some great choices. A lot of them still are my kids to this day. Um, and they'll, you know, I'll get Mother's Day cards and, and messages and stuff from them and they all come over and they still call me Mama Bo. So they're all my kids too. So And you, of course, uh, knew their parents. Yes, that was a top priority. And are you still in touch with most of their parents today as well? Yeah, we are. You know, a lot of social media kind of stuff because we're not in the same state with a lot of them. But okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, I do like that question. Um, things you taught your children, and I put respect, thankfulness, honesty. If there's something that's not in there, you can take one of those, two of those, all three of those. That was not most important to you, but it's part of the development of character. Respect, thankfulness, and honesty. I think... It's kind of a mix between a couple of them, um, between respect and honesty, because I've always taught them to tell the truth. I don't care what it is. You know, we'll figure it out. But if you don't tell me the truth, I can't help you. Um, and they, to, you know, will always tell me way more than I want to know, probably. But they told me everything. Um, okay. And I told them, you you know, you can do anything you want to do, but you got to do it all in. You got to be, you know, respectful of everybody around you. And you have to be honest about what you're doing. Those two things, I think, are probably very important for me. And so you can say, without a doubt, your children have been honest with you, uh, especially through the teenage years. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes it took them a minute or two to tell me all of the story. But and some of them, you know, six months down the road. But they knew that I knew that they were lying to me. So, yeah. you know, we, we all knew what was going on. And, and I have to give them their time to tell me, too. I had okay. to give them the opportunity to come clean and tell me what was going on, even though they knew I knew, but you know, they had to actually say it too. So um, wow. they're really good. Okay. And that comes with just having a young brain and 
and and trying to figure out did I outsleep my parent or did I outsmart my parent? And see, that's again, but me being a parent, I didn't ever let that go five seconds. Like, all right, <laughs> I know it. That's get it off your chest. You'll sleep better at night. <laughs> I promise you, you're gonna sleep better. I'm gonna sleep better, but I can't sit here. No, you're not telling me the truth. So well, again, I- this is why I didn't. And mm-hmm. the things that people out there can learn, you're selling them. If you do it right and make it very clear that um, I know, and I think that's important to tell kids. You know, I do, as you know, I do humor-based speaking in the schools. Mm-hmm. And I say that to children. I say, let me assure you of something. Your parents always know when you're lying. Mm-hmm. I said, I promise you they do. They were already in your shoes. We tried it. We didn't get away with it. We expect you to try it because nothing else, your young mind thinks you know better and our more mature minds know we know better. Right. And I was lucky in that my husband was quite a little mischievous guy. So he knew a lot more than I did about what the options were. So he knew more than I did. <laughs> but we always told him, we said, we're asking the question. We already know the answer. This is your wow. opportunity to give us the answer. Wow. All right. That's that's right in the face. Yeah, it is. All right. You're- <laughs> Don't lie. You know we know already. Okay. And so your last question is, what are you most proud of your children? So obviously I have two and they're very different. Um, So my daughter, I have to say, you know, I've always taught her to do anything you want to do, whatever you do, do it all out. And she does that. And she lives with her full heart. She loves with a full heart. She will think the best of every single person that she is around. She will look for, she would literally buy the doll that was missing a leg because she said, you know what, that one needs a home too. So she really does accept people for who they are, which I love about her. She will take anybody um, and help them and teach them and, you know, and, and make them her friends. So she was really good about that. Um, And then my son, I would have to say my favorite characteristic or what I'm most proud of him is his perseverance because he has been given some challenges in life. He is an athlete, but he would be up at the crack of dawn working on what he wanted to do. He never missed a practice. He never missed a game. You know, he was always, whatever he decided to do, he did it all in. And that's what I told him. I was like, if you're going to be, you know, a garbage man, you're going to be the best garbage man out there. And he took that to heart and he applied that and has always given a hundred percent. Now, if he doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it. But if it's what he wants to do, he is all in to do that. Wow. I'm telling you one day, I'm just going to just float off this chair. It it does my heart good. I really, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. It just, it feels good to know that there are so many, so many, let me say it again, out there, parents who are putting the pedal to the metal, um, the perseverance, the patience, the learning, the teaching. Um, the learning from the child, what to give to each and every different child. The awareness is probably the best word. And then after awareness is the acceptance. Again, they don't come perfect. They don't come perfect. You don't come perfect. And so how do you mesh these human beings under one roof? And then it's like a flower. Then they sprout out. And here's all the water you put on this flower and you watch it bloom. It's absolutely amazing. That's when I say you're never prepared. It's unreal to watch, Um, you know, especially, you know, like they're out of the house, you know, and they're on their own. They're being their own humans. And I've always told them, you know, as you do what you're doing, 
don't worry about everybody else. Worry about you because you are going to grow and you are going to be successful at your own pace and at God's pace and whatever happens there, you just do your very best. And they've done that. And it's absolutely a gift to watch. I didn't ask this question, but it's perfect timing to ask. So now they're out the house. When you were growing up, all of us, I, I like to say, we hear our parents. They gave uh -huh. us words of wisdom. What were they that you gave your kids that they are, you're pretty confident that they're now using while they're out of your house or they used when they were getting, when they were growing up, what can you hear your parents say to you that you remember repeating to your children? In, in different versions, but we have, and I looked at this when I was reading through some of the stuff, you know, whatever you want, you have to work hard to get it. It's not going to be handed to you. Don't expect it to be handed to you. You have to work for it. You have to put in the effort. You have to work. And whatever you decide you want, you can get if you're willing to work. And I've instilled the same thing in my kids. And that's exactly what came from my parents as well. And then one day when you're a grandparent, you're going to hear them. You're going to hear them saying the same thing. And, and that's that's what it's all about. <laughs> Doing the whole That's right. <laughs> okay, so your your fun question is, uh, this is cute for you. What personal trait <laughs> has gotten you in the most trouble? Well, I you know a little bit about me, but saying yes. I have always been the person that says yes. So whatever comes up, you say yes, and then you figure out from there what you have said yes to or how to make it work. Um, so a couple of years ago, that ended up with me being in a beauty pageant. I think that was probably one of the most crazy yeses that I said. Um, so you just have to put yourself out there, though. You know, say yes, figure out what's going on, you know, try it. You don't know. You know, if you might be a podcast, you know, guru on parenting and you're not even a parent. So who knows where that's coming from? So you have to say yes. I know. You have to say yes and see what life gives you. But that's probably has gotten me in the most trouble because then I go, oh, now that's what I'm doing. Okay, great. Good for you. Good for you. Because I want to give a class on how to say no. So <laughs> I'll, I'll teach the morning. You teach the afternoon. Yes. Yes. Wonderful answer. Well, Ms. Bobo, I always like to ask my guests. Uh, I think you are the less uh, anxiety ridden out of all the others who come on here. I don't know what they expected. Um, and I told them all, it's just you, you knowing you and sharing with us. A uh, few of them have gotten on here and said, well, I don't know what other people think. We don't care what other people think. This is your child. This is your life. This is your interview. Mm -hmm. And we're just sharing who you are with the world because they deserve and you deserve to be applauded. You and your husband uh, and the village for the job that you've done for two more responsible adults that are out here in the world that I'm confident I won't be around to see it, chances are, that they're going to produce two others or four others like themselves. And that's what we want to see. We want to see this ball of goodness just grow and grow and grow so that someday, maybe again, uh, we'll have a semblance of uh, not just responsible adults, but human beings who actually give a hoot about one another. That's, that's what strums my heart. And I'm the, I am the ultimate optimist. I'll say that. I really believe it all can be done. And one show at a time, I'm trying to help create that. Thank you for that. I will see you Tuesday at Engage. You betcha. I will be there. Okay. Um, let's see. Are you coming to Thursday to I, I add me? Of course. All right. 
Deb, you know what, Ms. Bobo, I will see you on Thursday. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on here and being a welcome addition to Cozy Up and Pay Attention. Folks, thank you for, for uh, viewing us, viewing the show again today. If you're watching and you're enjoying it, please share it with others. If you're interested at all in being on the show, uh, you can reach me at cozyupandpayattention at gmail.com. I am looking for and would like to have more fathers on here um, just because we know there are a bunch of them that are out here doing their job. I Most of the time I forget to say I have two books on Amazon. I'm not going to turn around and get them because they should be in front of me, but they're called Cozyisms, The Art of Paying Attention, where you can get more of my wit, my wisdom uh, on Amazon, Cozyisms, The Art of Paying Attention. In ending, I like to say, folks, when you know better, you do better. Thank you, Christy. I'll call you in a minute. Thank you so much. All right.